Alright, welcome to Famous First Times. This is a podcast about how celebrities first got their legs over in their own words. I'm Ian, and I'm here with Dom. Alright, Ian. Alright, Dom. And so, what we're doing, what we're doing today, we're looking at celebrities having sex again. <laughs> yeah. I've found yet more mad celebrity sex stories and brought them around yours. You're going to hear it for the first time? And I'm going to read them out. We're going to have a listen to what they've got to say about the first shags. We're going to see if they're talking bollocks or not. Yeah. And all these stories are true because they're from their autobiographies. So it's what they think is true. It's what they claim is true. But we're, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Fantastic stuff. Absolutely great. <laughs> Let's crack on with it. Right. Okay. In this episode, we're looking at two Rickies. One from Britain, one from America. Ooh, Rickies. Shall we get on with it? Yep. For this episode, we're on tour. We've gone to somewhere else. Where are we, Ian? I don't recognise this place. <laughs> we're at mine, Dom. Oh, yeah, this is your house, isn't it? Yeah, it's my, it's my flat in, in Rusholm. It's small, isn't it? All right. Can you hear that echo? <laughs> yeah, it sounds a bit shit, doesn't it? But it's nice to do things outside of my attic every so often, isn't it? Yeah. All right, so, yeah, um, who are we looking at today? Who's the sexiest man in the world? In the world of funk? Who's the funkiest, sexiest man? Anthony Kiedis. We've done him. <laughs> We've done him. Oh, First one we did. <laughs> and he's not that funky. He's not funky or sexy. We've established that. That was Prince. Nah, good call. That, well, how good would Prince's story be? I'd fucking love to know Prince's story. Yeah, I bet it's wild. But I don't think he's ever written an autobiography. I'm pretty certain he's not written an autobiography. Not yet. Beyond <laughs> the grave. He might have in his archives in Paisley Park. Yeah, it's just going to take some sifting through that, isn't it? Uh, no, anyway, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's right. Rick James. We're doing Rick James. Rick James, that, that's he is a funky, sexy man. I think he's cool. He's got cool hair, he's got that little moustache. He's fucking super freak. He's, he's a badass. Alright, okay. So you're looking forward to this one? Yeah. Um, how do you think he would have lost his virginity? Wait, we're not going to talk more about Rick James. Okay. What do you think of Rick James? What's your thoughts I on Rick James? I just thought he was a fucking badass. What are you asking me that for? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've not deep dived into Rick James. But what I do know about Rick James, apart from Super Freak, is he, uh, he, guessed, he guessed vocals on a Lemonheads song. Did he? Yeah. What song? A song called Style. That's what, I think that's the first time we heard of him. Is it a good song? It's alright. <laughs> but this is my only experience of Rick James apart from Super Freak. How do you think he lost his virginity? Well, I think it's probably somewhat wild. Mm. But I can't imagine how wild going out into the woods or summer and just an animal. <laughs> <laughs> just find, finding some animal in the woods. Just, just fucking it. <laughs> right. I don't know. He's probably a girl, actually. He's probably not. Probably not an animal or a man. But yeah, I don't know, basically. Can hear your dogs, sir, mate. Dogs are having a wolf. Oh, hi, dogs. Hiya, dogs. Woof, woof, woof. So yeah, on location, we have dogs, don't we? Yeah, we do. Say hello, Henners. Say hello, Beeb. It's Henners and Beeb. Right, so, um, so yeah, Rick James. Yeah. This is from... Rick James's autobiography called Glow, and it was released in 2014. 
My own kinky nature was in there early. For all I know, it was there at birth. Maybe mom saw it and thought by putting me in Catholic school, the nuns could cure me. For a while, I walked the straight and narrow and even became an altar boy. That didn't last long. The streets were calling and so were older girls. I was nine or ten when Nancy, a 14-year-old girl, called me down to the basement in an abandoned building. She was a teacher, and boy, was I the eager student. I learned my anatomy lesson in a hurry. She was quick to show me how the parts fit together. I didn't understand ejaculation, and just before coming, I pulled out and ran to the bathroom. I thought I was about to piss. <laughs> Hell no, she said. Get back over here. You ain't through. I did what I was told. Her screaming got me a little scared until I saw it wasn't pain screaming. It was pleasure. Can't say that I experienced much pleasure. It was more like an initiation rite. Nancy invited me back down several times, and each time intrigued by the phenomenon of inserting myself into a girl, I became better at pleasing her, and in due course, pleasing myself. As a preteen, I was well on my way to becoming a man, at least in the fine art of fucking. Fantasies and fucking went together. <laughs> the more I fucked Nancy, the more I imagined I was fucking someone else. <laughs> See a woman in her twenties with a wide booty and big titties. The nuns at school saw me looking over the girls. They saw my lascivious nature and tried to scare me. Sex is for older people, said one of them nuns when she caught me playing with myself behind the playground. Sex is for married people. God doesn't like it when kids touch themselves and think about sex. Those thoughts disrespected God and his son Jesus Christ. Do you understand? Yes, I said. Do you believe me? Yes, I lied. Are you gonna do it again? No, I lied again. Good, she said. But to make sure you don't, here's something I'll remind you. With that, she took a ruler and wiped my hand. That night in bed, I touched myself again, thinking about what it would be like if the nuns were wearing nothing under their habit. What did you think of that? It's a pretty good story. Horrible little dirty bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's very fucking young, isn't it? <laughs> Nine to ten. He didn't know what was happening when he started, like, <laughs> coming. Like, he thought he was going to piss when he was going to come. Just running off to the bathroom. I like how he, he was fucking this girl, but thinking of someone else. Thinking of a woman with a big ass. <laughs> like, it wasn't enough for him at nine to be fucking this, like, girl six year older than him. Like, still wanted to fuck a woman with a big ass. And then nuns seeing it, noticing a little kid, little dirty Rick James. <laughs> it's just wanking in the playground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just wanking, just having a wank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, surely he doesn't need to be wanking in the playground. Go and find a toilet or something. The sign off's pretty good. Yeah, um, just fuck it. Them nuns ain't got no influence over Rick James. <laughs> yeah. He's going to do what he wants. He's going to keep on wanking. Okay, so we've got another story about Give It To Me Baby. His biggest hit after Super Freak. Oh yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I've heard that one. This is what he's telling you that it's about, really. Alright. Give it to me, baby. The first of several smashes off the album was written first. If you read between the lines, you'll see that the subtext concerns my problems with sexual performance. 
Some cats can screw on coke like there's no tomorrow. I can't. Because I love both fucking and coking in equal measures, it was a struggle. At a younger age, I managed to combine them. But the longer I snorted, the more impaired my ability to bowl. Many cats in the ghetto had this problem but lacked the guts to admit it. Pretty honest from Rick though. Pretty honest about him being insecure about his sexual performance, but I can't really hear that in that song. Yeah, he's making out that that song is about you can you can't take coke and fuck. Well, that song doesn't come across like that. It's just about him wanting to fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you look at the video, he's just groping and pawing at a woman. He's hassling <laughs> and running around after her. I can't imagine him ever writing a song where he displays any vulnerability. He's too, <laughs> too confident. But uh, it's nice of him to admit that that's what he was thinking at the time. Okay, we got one final story in his later years when he was on tour. At the end of the tour, I experienced shock and outrage when I looked in the audience and I saw little girls sticking out their tongues at me like snakes. They couldn't have been older than 13. They gyrate sexually and even pull up their tops to reveal their small budding breasts. It wasn't that they disgusted me. I disgusted myself. I was disgusted by how my music was prompting young girls to do this kind of thing. I felt deep and shameful guilt. I'd always reasoned that the message in my songs was directed at adults. I didn't think how it was corrupting some youth. Girls young enough to be my own daughters. I vowed that if this was the influence I was having on these kids, I would never tour again. Wow, it's really, um, really had some kind of epiphany there, hasn't it? Yeah. You don't expect Rick James to feel like this. You just, you expect yeah, it's just so... a machine, isn't it? Yeah. Coked up fuck machine. Yeah. But no, it turns out that he's bothered by little girls showing the tits at yeah. him. <laughs> Small budding breasts. Yeah, he still has to describe it, doesn't he? So he's yeah. to really talk about what they like. <laughs> Give you that image. <laughs> Putting the tongue, sticking the tongues out on me like snakes. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> Just because they're sticking the tongues out, yeah, don't mean they're trying to be snaky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that leads us to the question is Rick James woke? Well, yeah, yeah, he's had an awakening, hasn't he, when he, in his later years. Who would have thought that, that he, we're going to say Rick James is woke? He's the first one. Mm. Genuinely woke? Yeah. So did he never tour again after that? Probably <laughs> did, didn't he? Probably yeah. Was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, come on. What's that? Fucking dogs, I can't handle this. Are you your head in? Yeah, we've got him. Yeah, listen to him. We've got to go. It sounds shit. We've got to go. We've got to go. Fuck it. Let's go, man. Alright, we're off. We're not nearly finished, though. We've got a little bit more to do, but we need to. That's it, you can't do that either. No, got to go. Come on. Come on. That was a big journey, wasn't it? Yeah, How long did that take? Fucking ages, Doc. An hour and a half, wasn't it? Yeah. So well, let's finish the podcast. Yeah, in a nice sound, nice yeah. relaxing calm Sounds sound. better here, doesn't it? Oh, lovely. Right, here we go. So, right, what's, what's left to do? Right, we're going to do the bullshit detector. Was Rick James chatting shit? Um, nay. And there we go. That's Rick James done. Mm. Alright, so who's next? Next we have Ricky Tomlinson. 
Oh, yeah, I know Ricky. Who is he? He's rugby player. What? Oh, no, boxer. You're thinking of Ricky Hatton. All right. <laughs> Ricky no, there's a Tomlinson. He's like a sports guy, isn't there? I don't know any sports guys. We're not doing sports guys. Ricky Tomlinson. We're not, never going to do a sports guy. Unless he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> We're only doing idiots. <laughs> All right. Um, no, he's a guy from Royal Family. Royal Family. Yeah. What else is he famous for? He was a uh, big big left winger. Plays banjo, doesn't he? Plays banjo. He's been in a lot of TV shows over the years. Brookside, Cracker, films like Mike Bassett, England Manager. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, most yeah. famous for Jim Royal in the Royal Family. What do you think of Ricky Tomlinson, Dom? Yeah, I only know his like character. He's like loud, big dude with beard, isn't he? That's that's his personality. <laughs> when he's trying to card with you, does he? It's, it's, it, he doesn't strike a card with me. I don't. What I don't know him. He's, he's not like an artist. I don't like you know. I don't have affection for his work. It's just shit that's on at Christmas that you like. Just watching or you know. Sometimes it's funny. Right, how do you think he lost his virginity? <laughs> I can't imagine it being anything exciting. He's just like shagging his girlfriend somewhere <laughs> 17. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, no glamour. No. Is it an interesting one, this? It's, 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 a, it's a quickie. It's another quickie. All right, okay. but it's all Let's right. get to it. It's all, okay, this is from his, his autobiography called Ricky, and it was published in 2004. Another family living in the street had a niece, Jenny, who visited two or three times a week. Although only 13, she had the biggest pair of knockers I'd ever seen in my life. We chatted and laughed. I told her how nice she looked. We kissed a little, and then some more. Mates would ask me, how far did you get? Inside her blouse. You got bare tit? Yeah, you lucky bastard. I wouldn't wash me hand for a month. Soon they were hanging round Jenny like flies around a jam pot. Honest to God, she had the most incredible breasts. Eventually, as the weeks went by, I grew more and more adventurous and her resolve weakened. All the old cliches came out. Oh, come on, I really love you. You'll tell everybody. No, I won't. Yes, you will. No, I won't tell a soul. You tell all your mates. No, I won't. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I did the honours. An old-fashioned knee trembler with Jenny leaning up against the wall with one leg wrapped around me. Being only 13, I told all my mates the next day it was the biggest thing that ever happened to me. Jenny and me kept seeing each other. She was lovely. We didn't use any protection apart from coitus interruptus. Known locally as getting off at Edge Hill, the last station before Liverpool Line Street, the end of the line. Okay. Okay. What are your initial thoughts on that? It's a nice story, isn't it? I'll tell you what, there's a lot of parallels between him and Sean. Like everyone in the Northwest just shagging in the street. <laughs> shagging <laughs> in the street, 13 year old. Yeah, it's what I expect from Ricky Tomlinson, this just. Big fat fucking dude with <laughs> hairy dude just fucking in the street. Just, <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that that seems about right for yeah. him. So, so you think that's just zero on the bullshit scale? I don't know. Um, it does it does seem like there's not any kind of 
weird stuff in it that I don't believe. You think this? You think this is true as well? I mean, yeah. There's what, he's not really bragging about much. There's nothing that he's saying that that's going to make him sound any better than he is. Yeah, and it's and it, like you said, it fits in with his it's, persona. It sounds like it sounds like grim northern experience. He's not that far away from here, is he? So have you heard that phrase, getting off at a Jill? No, I've never. I've lived in Liverpool, but I've never heard that. I'm sure I've heard that before. Have you? In relation to shagging? Yeah. Maybe they just know that stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of a moot question with Ricky, but is he woke? you got bare tit, you lucky bastard. I mean... It's not woke here, is he? Where he's, he's just bragging about shagging. That's not, um, that's not very respectful, is it? I suppose he's put himself into the mind of a 13-year-old him. If you give him the benefit of the... Are any 13-year-olds respectful? Or are they all bragging about touching tits? Yeah. So, even though she was 13, she had the biggest pair of knockers that he'd ever seen. Honest to God, she had the most incredible... Pair. So, he's a bit of a dirty old man. Yeah. He does say... Um, that he, it does sound like he'd give her a bit of a pressure in as well, beating her down. Yeah, eventually as weeks went by, her resolve weakened. So, no, he's not woke, but... But he's not cancelable. He's not, we're not going to cancel him. We're not going to cancel him for this. But he needs to watch it. <laughs> Ricky, watch it. <laughs> if you keep on with this bragging and the tit-touching <laughs> and the breaking people's resolve, you're going to get your fucking ass on Twitter. Cancelled. <laughs> All right, watch it. <laughs> We're going to take you fucking down, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the scumbaggery like that. You got spare tit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I fucked it again. Red, <laughs> you're doing it. You got spare tit. <laughs> right. Don't tell a soul. Oh, you won't it. tell your mates. <laughs> episode four out of the way, wasn't it? This was a Giveover production. You can email us at fft at giveover.co.uk or ring or leave a message on 07896 493664. Yeah, if you're a celebrity, you want to get in touch and tell us your story, do. Or if you've just got any good stories about shagging a celebrity, or tell even, us. Yeah, just, just get in touch. Any, or if you want to have a chat with us or tell us we shit, fucking do it. Not asked. Get in touch. Yeah, no big problem with it, man. Alright, mate. If you like what we're doing as well, tell your mates, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, subscribe and that. Yeah, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Famous First Times, all one word. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, give over. All one word on each of those, and music and artwork is by me, Dom. Au revoir! Bye bye for now! <laughs>